Hey guys, this is G and Christina, and you're listening to Radical Stepmoms, a podcast about the good, bad, and really ugly moments about raising a child that you didn't create. The two of us bonded over our stepmotherhood experiences, and we want our listeners to feel like you're sitting right here with us, drinking your beverage of choice, and going, yes, hell yes, me too. We get in-depth about the realities of co-parenting, the way stepmotherhood affects a marriage, the relationship with our stepkids, and most of all, navigating the relationship with ourselves. We get real and sometimes use profanity, so keep that in mind if you have little ears around. To make it simple, we'll always put the E for explicit in our title. So pour yourself a LaCroix, a glass of red, or whatever, and listen in on Radical Stepmoms. Hello, you are listening to Radical Stepmoms. This is Christina. And Gannette. This is episode four, and today we are going to be talking about what happens when your parenting styles are different from bio moms or your husband's. Right. (laughs) Um, And the tensions that can occur because you parent differently. And this was a topic that we brought up on our social media that people voted on as something to discuss. Right, right. So we're going to do our best to kind of give our insight onto that topic. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the cover. Yeah. Tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess to start out with, we want to give a background on, um, we, there are different parenting styles, right? So, um, and not everyone knows what their parenting style is. I'm sure you can go on Google and take a quiz and it'll tell you how your parenting style is. But, um, you know, there's, Gannett, you, you know more than I do on this. Yeah, there's, there's a few of them. There's what, uh, author, author, authoritarian, uh-huh. authoritative, uh-huh. and pa- per- permissive, permissive. Uh-huh. and unvault. Uh-huh. So those are the four. That are like the basic Kind of ones. the main. Right. That you can kind of. Categories that you can identify in terms of the characteristics that you portray as a parent and your styles and mm-hmm. what um, mm-hmm. what you instill in your kid all over. Right. And when you're like in a traditional family, let's say you meet a man, you get married, and then you have kids, like there's this, you know, perhaps a conversation of how do you parent? How what are your thoughts on discipline? What are your thoughts on timeouts? And you can have those conversations. Stepmoms, it's unique in that you are entered into an already parent situation and you kind of have to go off the lead of the parents right of here's your husband you watch him and how he parents Mm -hmm. and how he disciplines and how he he handles conflict and all those things and as stepmoms as we've talked about in an episode or two (laughs) um there are these boundaries that are created for us and so we have to kind of just like you know figure it out on our own um, watching the husband, watching bio mom and how they're parenting this child. But it gets to a point where you're like, no, no, (laughs) I'm in my house. Right. There are certain things that I want to have happen that I don't want to have happen. There are certain values that I have Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm, I'm going to uphold in my home and that doesn't always fly well. With either bio, bio mom or your husband. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, it can get complex for sure. Yeah. 
going into your stepmom role, did you kind of have an idea of how you would parent? Um, a little bit. You know, I, I don't have kids, so it's not that I've ever sat and thought about it. But, you know, I am a firm believer in patterns repeating themselves, right? So we, the way we're brought up, um, we can either repeat those patterns or we can decide to change them. And, you know, I think once we look at our upbringing, we can kind of determine as adults, you know, am I repeating the same things? Like, right. are my behaviors, are my values, um, are things that I find important, um, similar to what I experienced growing up. And they were, I, I knew early on before I even became a parent, before I even met my husband, probably old fashioned, you know, it's mm. I grew up in a very old fashioned, traditional East African home where my parents instilled some very solid cultural values in mm -hmm. me. And I just knew that, um, you know, growing up, I thought this is crap. What mm -hmm. is this? But now as an adult, you see I, how you benefited from it. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. And I always thought, okay, I'm definitely going to instill some of this in my kiddos. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Going into it, you know, I had no idea. But once I started parenting my stepkid, I saw myself naturally kind of bringing some of those traits and characteristics right. out. All of a sudden, your mom's coming out of your mouth? <sighs> Primarily like, my dad. Shit. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. And it's almost like a mix of like things that, you know, maybe we wanted as a kiddo um, right. and then things that we had. Mm -hmm. And keeping those things that we liked, right? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you take a quiz, you probably fall into some type of parenting style category. But I think most people are like, I don't know. I just kind of fucking figure it out. Like, yeah. I've, I've asked my husband, like, how would you? And he's like, I don't know. I just try not to do things that I didn't like as a kid. And I try to do things that I wish I had. Right. And exactly. kind of how you go with it. Mm -hmm. I am type A and I have anxiety and I like to read about things so especially when I was pregnant I started reading a lot of parenting books um, one of my favorites Buddhism for mothers mm. I think which it mainly just suggests like motherhood is fucking hard mm -hmm. and it's overwhelming so you need to meditate so you can keep your shit together yeah. <laughs> and you don't yell at your kids that's essentially <laughs> what I took away from that book but I think, like, going back to it's a different dynamic when you're step or when you're parenting a stepchild, mm -hmm. when you don't know what you're quote unquote allowed to do. Right. Um, and I think in the beginning of being an, in that role, my advice would be to first have these conversations with your husband or your boyfriend or, you know, whoever, wherever you're at in that relationship of, Hey, I might disagree with how you're handling a situation. And ultimately it's like, you can disagree when you're in this situation, but like, let me say this in the beginning, I, I would disagree with how my husband would handle some of the stuff, mm -hmm. but it was like, you know what? It's not on me. It's not my business. It's not whatever. But then once it started, the results of it started to affect and I had to like deal with the consequences mm -hmm. of it's like, mm, actually, no, let's correct that. <laughs> let's correct that. <laughs> like I disagree with that. And mm -hmm. then now having an ours baby, I am speaking up more and being like, Hey, that, f that I let that fly mm -hmm. when it was just him. But now that it's our daughter, 
I'm, I'm going to want something different. Sure. Um, and so those are conversations that we're having now. Yeah. Um, which is interesting, uh, to say the least. <laughs> because, At least you have full control of that one. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's, that's the silver lining with that situation. But, yeah. um, to roll it back. So there are different styles. If you know what kind of style you are, you know, know what kind of style your spouse or kind of guess what kind of style bio mom is because it's just like that book. Um, what is that book? Five love or the love languages book. Five love languages. Right. Like mm-hmm. if you know your love language, right. you know how to give and take, you know, yeah. you know how to, whatever. It's just kind of the same thing with parenting style. Like mm-hmm. if you know, oh, you know, bio mom is more not aware or not involved or whatever. It's yeah. like, okay, this is how we approach this. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to talk about kind of the first experiences where we realized how different our parenting styles were, were with the bio mom? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think for me, it didn't take me long to realize things were very different. Um, I'm pretty vocal. I'm pretty outspoken. So my husband, boyfriend at the time when I was meeting, you know, his kiddos, I, um, kind of just made myself clear about, uh, what I value, kind of what I would like, um, the home to look like if it were up to me, you know, things like that as I'm being introduced into the entire scenario. Um, and at the same time also giving it room because at the time we were just dating. So I wanted to make sure I gave space to see how Mm -hmm. he was parenting and, um, how, you know, baby mama was parenting very, very different. Um, my husband, I saw him as being kind of the super dad wanting to, he was a weekend dad or is a weekend dad or half week technically. Um, so it was a lot of fun, a lot of care, a lot of attention, a lot of just being um, that hands-on dad, which I mm-hmm. loved, right? Mm-hmm. That was like, yes, very, very attractive to me. However, when it came to structure mm-hmm. and um, kind of just routine, I, I didn't see any of that. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, okay, mm-hmm. just staying in my, you know, observant stance. And when it came to baby mom, I just, I just noticed that there wasn't a lot of similar things, you know, kids weren't used to like a specific bedtime. Mm -hmm. Um, there wasn't like routine, uh, uh, meal, meal times. Um, there was like reading, there wasn't just uh, manners, you know, just things that I grew up, you know, uh, knowing probably at a very early age and, you know, some may disagree, some may agree with me, but that's just how I grew up. And that's what I, I knew, Hey, you know what, whatever they did, obviously I, you know, I have certain traits about myself that I love and Mm -hmm. it comes from that. So I, um, well that, and, and you know, like kids thrive on structure. Mm -hmm. Kids, even if they don't know it at the time, they are benefiting from knowing what to expect Yeah, and to have, you know, that sense of security of, I know where, who I'm going to be, you know, who's going to pick me up, who's going to put me to bed, what time I'm going to be eating dinner. Like, right. There's that, I mean, you know, we have a social work background. Mm -hmm. We have a mental health background. Mm -hmm. We know about mental illness. We know about trauma informed Mm -hmm. practice. We know about those things. And I think that that's one thing that you and I can speak to is mm-hmm. when we um, approach step parenting, we're looking through that lens of your kiddo, your stepdaughter mm-hmm. is constantly in fight or flight. 
She's constantly, she doesn't know where she's going. She doesn't know when she's going to be able to eat next. Mm -hmm. She asks to be fed. She gets told no. Like it's this, you know, and so in your house, Mm -hmm. you see her thrive when she knows when dinner time is, when she knows when she's going to get picked up and go where or whatever. And same, same in my case, my stepson and he has diagnoses. I mean, he has ADHD and anxiety and those are like comorbid. Like those Mm -hmm. are often misdiagnosed as one or the other. And it's like this huge thing. And we see that every day when it's like, okay, bud, it's time to, you know, go to the bathroom, brush your teeth. And then it's like his immediate response. And then what? Mm -hmm. And then what? And it's like, dude, (laughs) then you would have gone to the bathroom and you would have brushed your teeth. But what he's actually asking is like, I don't know what's going to happen next mm-hmm. because he, he needs that assurance. And, and where's so, that coming from though for him? Um, that's, I mean, that's his, his mind is so scattered with the ADA. I mean, it's it, like overlap, but I think when he is with his mom, mm-hmm. every night is different. Right. And sometimes it's someone else picking him up from the after school care. Sometimes it's the babysitter. Yeah. Babysitter or the boyfriend of the week or, you know, whatever. And it's like, this kid doesn't know what to expect next. And even though our house, and that's kind of, I mean, we, that's what we assume because we have such a structured arrangement in our home You do where, I mean, it's posted on the fridge. Mm -hmm. Both kids have their (laughs) schedule and it's like, you know, and, and it's not, and it's not because we are like, you know, running a military type regimen mm-hmm. of you need to be doing it's, we see the benefits that it's, you know, he can go to the fridge and be like, Oh, it's six forty-five. I need to be in PJs right now. And I need to be on my way to the bathroom to brush my teeth. Yeah. Like he just benefits from those things. And I feel like that is a parenting skill, not only to implement those things, mm-hmm. But to have the knowledge to identify them as a need mm-hmm. and to see that your kid, oh, he benefits from this. I'm going to keep doing this. Right. It provides stability, right? Yes. So he knows what to expect, although he continues to ask those questions like there's going to be some sort of surprise and maybe that mm-hmm. part of that's coming from whatever routine or lack thereof he's when used he's with to, his yeah. mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is there, there has to be a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Because when I, you know, like I said earlier, being raised the way that I was raised in my traditional African home, there was a lot of, I mean, it was, it was a strict home, right? So I recognize that. So when I'm dealing with my stepdaughter, I'm thinking about the structure and stability that I want to instill in her, mm-hmm. but also, uh, remembering to provide that, um, that love and that, that connection, right? right. So how do we mm-hmm. create that balance and I guess categorize myself as the authoritative, authoritative parents. Why can I, why can Words I are say hard. that word? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a balance of being, providing structure, providing guidance, but also nurturing and being loving and kind and caring, right? Absolutely. Okay. And that's where my stepkid, you know, she likes that, right? Yeah, that's she why can... she follows you around all the time because she's not getting that yeah. that love and that mm-hmm. that, that kindness, that attention mm-hmm. that she needs from a mom, and um... and that again with what I just said, 
that takes a special skill, maybe, I'm, I'm giving them credit, I guess, mm-hmm. to identify what your child needs and give it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I guess in social work, we call that client-based care, <laughs> where we don't just, you know, provide this is what I do for every client. Every client is the same. This is what, you know, the protocol is for this particular. It's actually, I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to see, you know, where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and I'm going to work with you on what works best for you. Um, and I feel like that that is a large part of my parenting style where it's, I know you well enough that I know that you, you thrive doing these things. And I feel like bio mom just does things the way that she probably knows how, mm-hmm. which, yeah, I have some empathy for her because from what I hear, she did not have a very good childhood. She's probably only parenting the way that she knows how, but then there's a point, like you said in the beginning of you learn from what didn't work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You move on and forgive what your parents didn't give you. Right. And you want better for your kid. And that's where I think our frustration always is, is you can have the worst childhood ever, Mm -hmm. but shit, don't you want a better experience for your kid? Be better. Right. And if you, if you don't know how to be better, how do you get to that point? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you know, it's, uh, and again, I'm not a bio parent, so I can't speak to that, but I, parenting is just probably the most important thing, right. Mm -hmm. For most people to do. So if, if you feel like there are some unresolved stuff for you and you're not mm-hmm. able to be that parent, be as present, be as mm-hmm. caring or whatever they need to be, mm-hmm. then do the work. Right. Pick up a book. Mm-hmm. There's a whole section of it at uh, Barnes & Noble. Like, get online. Get online. Google it. It's on Pinterest. Like, right? figure it out. Yeah, something to just yeah. I don't know, make, make your child's story different than yours if, mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And then, I mean, then there's the... the I mean, there's the parenting styles and then there's like the underlying who you are as a person and that comes out in how you parent. So mm-hmm. for example, when I first came into the picture with my stepson, um, I don't know how far along or whatever, but I had noticed, oh, he has his toenails painted. That's cute. And my husband is very, you know, open and he's painted his toes before. I've, you know, we live in the Seattle area. I've done like Seahawks colors on his toes and stuff. And yeah. so... I was painting my toes and fingers one day and my stepson came over to me and he was like, I want my fingers done. And I'm like, okay, cool. What color do you want? And he was like, blue. And I'm like, cool, let's paint your fingers. Not thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. Um, He eventually went back to his mom. I end up getting, I don't even remember if it was directed at me or if it was directed at my husband or however, but the word got back to me of she disagrees with his fingers being painted. Mm. Um, his toes are fine, but his fingers are not okay. So who painted his toes? She she has painted his toes she in the past. She has painted his toes, but yes. she wasn't happy but with she wasn't, his yeah. nails. I yes. See. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, I was like, that's not a conversation I'm going to have with her son because I disagree. And the reason behind it, and this is my own value, my own parenting style, my own who I am as a person, I'm not going to teach your son gender norms. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have a conversation with at the time he was four. I'm not going to explain to him why it's okay for a boy to paint his toes, 
but not his fingers. Yeah. I'm not going to explain to him that it's more feminine to paint his fingers and that's different than painting his toes. Right. Because to me, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Paint what you want to paint. Yeah. Boy, girl, whatever. If he wants to wear pink sparkly sneakers, I'm going to let him. And that's just my my level of acceptance and tolerance and celebration of how he wants to express himself. Sure. And so that was the first time that I could really remember being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you explained to him then why that's not okay. Yeah. Um, cause I didn't, I didn't feel like, you know what, that's, that's a parenting thing. If you want to instill in him, you do it. Um, yeah. How did that unfold? Did it just kind of, um, um I, I think I was still very new into the relationship that I, I didn't do anything. I think if it were to have happened now, I would have spoken up. Yeah. Because like for, for example, uh, this was probably like six months ago, um, bio mom had said in an email or something because there was a doctor's appointment that my husband went to and he had brought up to the doctor well he has our you know son has anxiety Mm -hmm. and he you know has these symptoms and he's dealing with these things all in front of all in front of our son Mm -hmm. and bio mom was not happy with that so she had emailed and said i don't want you to you know using having anxiety can be used as a crutch and you know, he doesn't need to identify with that and all these, all these things of like pretty much keep him in the dark about what his diagnoses are and don't like talk to a, talk to him about it or talk about it in front of him. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was, and this is just where I'm at in my parenting, co-parenting my relationship with my husband where I pretty much grabbed the phone and I'm the one that writing the email because I was just <laughs> livid. Sure. And I laid it out to her. I, I, of course it came from him, but I laid it out to her as no, we're going to educate our son on his diagnosis. So he feels powerful so he can identify with what he's feeling. And he knows that there's a reason behind it and that it's normalized and mm-hmm. that there are things that he can do to cope with it and to mm-hmm. be successful and that he doesn't need to live behind the diagnosis, but that he can own it. And, you know, I went there's through this not whole shame behind yeah, exactly. it. Right? Exactly. That's the thing. Exactly. That stigma if, of just, Oh, there's a mental health diagnosis. Why does there need to be shame behind exactly. it? If we don't talk about it, right. then it's something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I was fearing that she was going to do. And it's like, absolutely not. That's not, that's not how I parent. Mm-hmm. I, I want to raise emotionally intelligent children. And that includes my stepson as well as my daughter. Yeah. And so it is talking about our feelings. It's validating them. It's, mm-hmm. you know, identifying them even with my daughter now. I mean, she's, you know, four months away from being two mm-hmm. and it's, Oh, mama's so sad right now. What do we do when we're sad? And mm-hmm. he, right now she hands me her little blankie and she's like, Oh, mama's sad. It's okay. Have your blankie. No. And you know, like that's the things that it's like, it was just a trigger Yeah. <laughs> with being like, no, he can't have anxiety. We shouldn't talk about it. We need to protect him from this. It's like, no, you're going to continue to shelter and protect this child, which is why he's eight and acts like he's five when really we can empower him and make him feel strong and supported mm-hmm. and validated and understood. And that's like, 
right there the core yeah. of the differences of, of our parenting. Mm-hmm. And by her trying to suppress his diagnosis, it's just inflaming the anxiety even mm-hmm. more, right? It's just, exactly. like, just driving it home. And I think to your point about communicating, that is huge. I mean, we talked about it on um, our stories, I think, earlier was it this week or last week about um, keeping kids out of adult conversations, mm-hmm. right? But that does not mean you shouldn't communicate with your kiddos. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So parents, I mean, every every parent knows their kid, right? And the level of communication that's available within that child. But talk to your kids because mm-hmm. they, if you don't, they will surprise the hell out of mm-hmm. you. Okay? My five-year-old stepdaughter, I feel like I am talking to a 15-year-old. You know, and when she does um, start, you know, having those adult kind of conversations, I bring her back a little bit, you know. And, you know, wheel her in because she is five. However, the amount of knowledge and insight this kiddo has blows my mind week after week. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of feelings. There's a lot of stuff going on for these kids. And I think sometimes parents, baby mamas, whomever, maybe you're in a little bit of denial of thinking like, my kid, they don't, they don't mm-hmm. know yet. They, they, they don't mm-hmm. get it yet. So I'm just going to do whatever and say whatever. Yep. Okay, newsflash. Mm-hmm. They do. Yep. They may not be able to articulate it or say it to you in the moment like us adults can, mm-hmm. but trust and believe they are internalizing yep. the hell out of what's going on. Yep. And that I'm glad you said that. So in this in this past week, we've received two two stepmamas had messaged us um, with mm-hmm. very similar issues um asking for some advice which by the way guys i love it when you guys do that um i love it for so many reasons but that you trust us and that you are reaching out for the help that you need like that's like a huge thing if you don't have an outlet like that we're even if we don't give advice necessarily like bounce shit off of us we're totally open to that yeah but these two individuals they message us with very similar situations of um, hey, my stepkid is coming at us with these very adult issues and they're pretty much repeating um, what they're being told at the you know other house and it's disrespectful, it's rude, it's, you know, what do we do about it? Mm-hmm. And my response to both is tell bio mom that that's happening right. because obviously she isn't aware that her kids talk. Mm-hmm that they repeat what she's saying. And even if she doesn't take any responsibility for it, even if she doesn't um, apologize, I never expect an apology, but the point <laughs> is call her out on it yeah. and, and sound, come at it like you're, you sound stupid. Like, hey, really weird things happening at our house. Our you know stepson is saying these things. I don't know where he's getting this from, but if you have issues or, you know, you can talk to us about it. Don't say it in front of, you know, just calling her out on it. It's yeah. like, hey, by the way, mm-hmm. um, one, our kid isn't deaf. Two, he talks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. watch what you say and right. be an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Be mindful of that. And um, it's, it's funny how some people underestimate their kiddos. But mm-hmm. just, yeah, you got you to gotta be mindful. I think the biggest hurdle for us in terms of the parenting styles has been how different they are and how that can be a hurdle to cross, you know, when she's over there and she's with us. Right. Mm -hmm. And how we do our best to try to understand that there's a whole different scenario going on over there. But I mean, when you have separate parenting styles and I don't know, 
you guys probably have a little bit more communication going on Mm -hmm. about this topic than we do. Again, you know, Mm -hmm. I come from a high conflict situation. There's zero communication going on. There's nothing that can be said. No one's talking to to anyone at this point. But um, it's just it's just so 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 very very different. I mean, we have a very uninvolved person, Mm -hmm. and and that's 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 the way I identify based on what I'm hearing from my stepdaughter, Mm -hmm. based on the behaviors that I'm seeing from you know baby mama. And it can be tricky because in my case, um, here I am trying to conduct my household in a certain way and then still certain things. And then in addition to that, overcompensating for Mm -hmm. the lack thereof on that Mm -hmm. side, you know, I think this just came to me as you were talking, I think with, at least in our situations and ladies who are listening, if you feel the same way, shout it out, shout out (laughs) that Bio moms in our situation are parenting to survive. Preach. They are parenting to survive. <laughs> they were not equipped in the beginning mm-hmm. to be a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still trying to figure their shit out. Mm-hmm. And they're going about it day to day just trying to get by. Right. And let me, not to interrupt you, but let me mm-hmm. add to that. So still trying to figure it out. That's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of parents out here, whether it be mamas and daddies, that are trying to figure it out to this day, Mm -hmm. however old your child is. Mm -hmm. But at least they're trying. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So trying to figure it out is continuously trying and working towards growth. Right. That's not my situation, at least. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) So they're parenting to survive. I feel, I'll speak for myself, I parent with intention. Mm Mm-hmm. I interact with my stepson and I often feel because he's my stepson, not my son, I feel like there's a magnifying glass over me. Sure. If I am, if I take him to a birthday party, my friend is having, you know, my friend's kid is having a birthday party. I take my stepson and everyone there knows that I'm not mom. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am under a magnifying glass and I'm being looked at like, oh, not only, you know, okay, so she must be really involved. She takes him to birthday parties and, oh, she has to discipline him. What does she say? How does she say it? What is the relationship like? Like, mm-hmm. if I was his actual mom, that mm-hmm. shit would not get looked at. Mm-mm. Because I, I know that because when I'm with my daughter, I don't feel that way. And I don't get those type of reactions or those types of looks or comments or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, so even, I live, I parent with intention even more so because I'm a stepmom and that's how I started parenting. And so now that I have my step or now that I have my daughter, right. I feel like I have a little bit of practice, which both my husband and I feel good about. Like, hey, we've already kind of fucked up one kid. <laughs> Let's not do it that way. Do over. <laughs> but I mean, I guess every, you know, you're, when you have your second kid, third, I feel like any, any mom and dad would feel that way. But sure. Um, you know, I'm reading the books, I'm reading the blogs, I'm, I have an interaction with my daughter and I'm like, shit, I don't know if I handled that well. Like, what could I have done differently? What, you know, I want to look more into what a two-year-old brain is doing so I can understand her behavior so I can respond better. Like, Mm -hmm. I parent with intention and I feel like the survival versus intention, if that is what is like, I mean, that's going to cause a lot of friction. Yeah. Because on our side, full honesty, I'm constantly judging her. Mm-hmm. And on her being full, she's constantly judging me. Yeah. But as one of our, 
I think someone commented recently on our Instagram of, you know, that's because they're feeling inferior. That's because they're feeling like they're not, mm-hmm. you know, living up to, and we're doing a better job. Yeah. And, and it's not like that's our purpose, right? It's not right. our intent to, to show you up or to make you feel a certain type of way. This is, these, this is just how we are as individuals, as women. It just so happens that, um, I mean, I don't know, we got our shit together. And so we have, you know, yeah. different things that we want to offer the people that we love, including our kids, you know what I mean? Right. And um, you don't have to have a clinical background. No, right. You know. And it's also just the relationship dynamic. Like, mm-hmm. like in a traditional, you get married, you have a baby, you have these conversations about, I mean, like my husband and I, we lay in bed at night and we're like, gosh, this was a really hard day. Like, this is what we're noticing. How can we do things differently? What needs to change? What can we, you know, try to implement? Whatever. We have these mm-hmm. conversations while we're laying in bed, having an intimate moment. We're going to kiss goodnight and fall asleep. Yeah. When you're parenting with someone and you don't have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you don't have those day-to-day interactions, when you don't have that, hey, this is what I'm noticing. What do you think? Right. Or, you know, like, like that creates tension in and of itself. Of you're trying to parent this kid and you yourself don't have communication with each other. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of fucking differences. Exactly. And that's huge, right? And I know it's going to be, maybe it sounds a little over, overdone communication piece, but it's right. so huge with your, with your partner because both, you know, whether it be ourselves and, and our partners, we come from a different story, different upbringings, mm-hmm. different values. So what are our expectations? What do we envision our, our kiddos to grow up like? And how do we... Do we agree on things? Do we meet meet halfway? You know, my mm-hmm. husband and I grew up very differently. You know what I mean? Very, very differently. So we've had to have a lot of conversations about how do we bridge that gap? You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's important because if not, there would there wouldn't be ideally a balance. You know, because mm-hmm. I'll be honest, if if he left it up to me, I'd probably be a really strict parent, and I don't want that because mm-hmm. it, it it just maybe naturally comes out with how I was raised and then he's more lax. Mm-hmm. So we talk about how we bring that together so we can have a good balance right. of like yeah. okay, can it chill. It, it's okay if, you know, um you know she didn't read at this particular hour or something. I'm like, you know what? It is it is okay. right. Mm-hmm. As long as she reads, it's fine. Uh-huh. Who cares? Yeah. But, you know, but but the work that me wants her to read. Right. For example. So it's just it's important to talk about that and balance ideas off of one another and kind of soothe one another's you know anxieties about it it's like it's it's okay dude like mm-hmm. you got this we got this and like how do we come together with it and um when you have someone that like you said you can't communicate that with mm-hmm. then it's just yeah a miss <laughs> so to kind of like i don't know give an overview or summarize i don't know i'm all about that um <laughs> when it comes to handling the tensions I think when you're handling the tensions with bio moms differ, like the way that she parents differently, mm-hmm. it starts with communicating with your husband. Yeah. It starts with saying, do you agree? Do you disagree? How do I feel about it? How do you feel about it? What do you think the possible changes could be? You know, whatever. All depending upon whether you co-parent or whether you parallel parent. Mm-hmm. Because I used to co-parent. We used to co-parent with her. Mm-hmm. That got us nowhere. And so now we parallel parent where... When we used to, we used to send like weekly emails of, Hey, this is what we're noticing in our house. This is what we're doing about it. Just want to let you know if you choose to do it in your home. Awesome. She would respond. Yep. I'm going to do that too. Blah, blah, blah. 
Mm -hmm. all bullshit. She would never do it. The behavior would continue, whatever. So after so many rounds of that, we're finally like, fuck it. We're going to do what we want to do in our home. It's the same result anyway. We're just going to keep, you know, stop tricking ourselves into thinking we actually have a partner in all of this. Yeah. Um, so depending upon where you're at in in those, you know, areas, it's like, you know, talk to your partner Mm -hmm. and, you know, are you on the same page? And, and if you're not on the same page, I feel like, at least in my experience, a large unfortunate default of mine has been to step back and be like, okay, this is your child. Mm-hmm. If that's the way that you want to parent your child, I have to step back. If I know of a foreseeable consequence where it will affect me, mm-hmm. I'll have a bigger issue with that and I'll probably fight a little harder. But... You know, there's that self-preservation as a stepmom where you're like, absolutely fine, you do that, I'm going to be in another room. I'm going to go see a movie with a friend. I'm going to do something to protect myself because I disagree. And that's, that could be a whole other episode. Yeah, definitely. But self-preservation. More so now that we have our daughter, I do less of that because I'm like, no, we can't parent our our children differently. We can't be consistent, right? With each kid. Right. Well, it's going to get to a point where my daughter's going to grow up and she's going to be like, well, how come he gets to do that, but I don't? Mm-hmm. Or how come, like, when I do that, I have to do this, but he doesn't? Yeah. And it's like, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to have that type of, I'm not going to have my daughter throwing me shade because of that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, we need to be consistent. Yeah. So we need to figure it out now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's tricky. It's tricky. I think parenting is tricky and this isn't something that, you know, can be covered in an episode or a couple mm-hmm. episodes, but um, I think it's important to tap into that to recognize your parenting style, your partner's parenting style, and you know the communication, talking about it. Yeah, absolutely, and it may or may not differ. For most, it probably does differ than the, the other parent, um, just because mm-hmm. we're all different human beings. Mm-hmm. We just have a different uh, way of of living, but. Um, just uh, do what do what works for you in your home, and and that's what I lead with. You know, I know that there's a lot of shit happening on the other end of the week. I know it, but I can't do anything about it. But what I can do is instill the value structure, love, and attention mm-hmm. that I will definitely be providing my future child. But I'm going to give it to my kiddo, my step kiddo now, and until she's an adult, because mm-hmm. that's how I work. Yeah, my husband's on board, so that that's our game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's all. Uh- that was beautifully said. Thank you. Just say that. <laughs> um, also, I don't want to. I like that my husband's parenting style is different than mine. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good. Um, in a lot of ways, we have a good balance. Where, you know, I, I only have issue when it's like, oh, you get to be the fun dad who gets to swoop in and like, oh yeah we're not going to brush our teeth tonight. We're just going to eat all the ice cream and then we're going to go to bed and now we're not going to brush our teeth. You know, like that kind of stuff. It's like, really? So I'm the asshole that's like, where's your toothbrush? Where's your toothbrush timer? We need to brush our teeth for two minutes. You know, that kind of stuff. But it's like, that I think is, you know, you get to know who you are. You get to know what works for you. Get to know your husband. You get to know what they do and you figure it out. You figure out the balance and you appreciate what the other person brings to the table. 
Um, there's some stuff that's going to come up where I'm going to be like, that's you, you got to handle that because mm-hmm. I'm not equipped to do that. Or he looks at me like, all right, there's a lot of emotion in this room. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of emotion pisses me off. I need to walk away. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, you know, I come in and put on my social working hat and I'm like, <laughs> let's talk about our feelings yeah. and point to the feelings chart and identify them and all these things. Yeah. So yeah, finding, finding the balance and appreciating and communicating and all those. Absolutely. It's funny you say that about the, your husband leaving when it's high emotion. My husband does the same thing Mm -hmm. when my stepdaughter wants to talk about something and he's just like, I don't know what to do with these thoughts and feelings and looks Mm -hmm. at me and it's, it's, it's great to be able to just navigate a kid's feelings and get some stuff out of them. And you will be surprised how much you learn if you just Mm sit yeah. there and ask kid friendly questions and they will just divulge right. and it's, it's great so yeah i mean bringing yeah. it full circle um just keeping keeping the lines of communication open i know we probably said that several times but mm-hmm. i can't say it enough yeah you know yeah so um if you listen to this and you have thoughts comments questions um contact us Instagram is the easiest. Uh, we also have mm-hmm. email. Yeah. We also have a voice message option. Ooh. Uh, if you go to our website, you can leave us a message and possibly we could air it on one of our episodes. Yeah. Um, so all these fun technology things. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We're going to end it there. Thanks for listening. All right. Welcome back. Hey. So... Um, there are questions that were submitted to us that we will be answering at the end of this episode. So, um, first question we will answer is how do you bring your stepkids around your family when they don't put an effort to accept it? Hmm. (laughs) I think Annette, you can speak to this more than I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of accepting, I think um, I can relate to this somewhat. For the most part, my family is very accepting of my stepdaughter. I think um, there was some resistance with my mom in the beginning uh, because I think I mentioned in the first episode, I'm also from a blended family. My mom's a stepmother to four of my siblings. So there were a lot of tricky times for her. you know, some challenging uh, moments and bio mom was involved, but that's a very long story. I won't get into that. <laughs> With all of that being said, um, she was apprehensive about the idea of me being with a man, marrying a man that had a child, and just, I think it was more protective. Mm-hmm. Her wanting to protect me from her own experiences, and mm-hmm. I get that. As a mom, you want to protect your kid. You don't want uh, me to experience some of the troubles that, you know, that she experienced. Um, However, I will say that, you know, I had to um, really stand my ground with her, you know. Mm-hmm. I love my mom. We have our own unique relationship, but uh, I think she finally um, accepted the fact that this is my life. This is what I've chosen. So it's either you're on board or you're not. And she's mm-hmm. on board. It took some time. There's still a little bit of hesitation, mm-hmm. but I see her um, forming a relationship with my stepdaughter, um, I think it's pretty special. It's really cute, actually. She she often asks for her, and actually, last my stepdaughter and, and and last time I asked her, I said, "Why is it that you like my mom so much?" And she goes, "Because she always smells good." And Aww, I thought that was the so cutest cute. thing because 
Honestly, I was telling my sister the same story. My mom has always had just the best perfume uh-huh. growing up. And so it's funny because the same things that Aww, I thought about my mom growing that up. That she's remember. She's yeah. experiencing too. As a kid, I was probably thinking, so my mom sweet. always smells so good. And she always has all this perfume and Aww. all this other stuff. So she said the same thing that I've always thought. So it's, it's pretty cute. And I look forward to seeing their relationship blossom. And I think... Mm-hmm. Um, I think also one day when we have our own child, I think that's going to uh, kind of bring it all yeah. together. So, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I think you answered the question, but I, I think to just reiterate, like if your family isn't quite accepting of your blended family yet, um, it's probably coming from a protective place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so maybe having those conversations with your family saying, you know, I'm in love with this man and I'm in love with all that comes with it. And I really need your support through this. Um, tell me what you can do, mm-hmm. um, as far as supporting me, you know, come up with those expectations. Cause if they're like, you know what, we'll, you know, we'll see you only on holidays or, you know, at least, at least have them communicate what they will and will not do. Mm-hmm. And again, this is, I guess the theme of this episode, communicate, right. have those open conversations. Um, Ask them to trust, trust your decision. Yep. And, um, if they love you, then, um, they'll do the best they can. And that's all you can ask for. <laughs> Uh, question two, what do our husbands and bio moms think of this podcast? <laughs> she also adds, I'm loving it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for listening. <laughs> um, so, I'm laughing at the bio mom piece. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so my husband is super supportive of this. He thinks we're awesome. Um, I've been in it for five years now. He's like, this is such an awesome outlet for you. Um, I share with him when, you know, we have messages come in through Instagram of like, you know, asking for advice or help or just thanking us. And he's like, you're doing an amazing thing. Like, this is awesome that you're building this community. Um, so he's super supportive, yeah. which I'm very grateful for. Um, as far as the bio mom, she doesn't know. <laughs> She doesn't know. And thank goodness she is not really, uh, active on any social media. So, I mean, we, of course my husband and I have played with the, well, what if she finds out? What if she ends up hearing it or whatever mm-hmm. to which we both said like letter. Yeah. It's nothing I haven't said to her face. It's okay. nothing I haven't tried saying to her face. Mm-hmm. Remember she runs from me. Um, so it's, it's like, she doesn't know. And if she does end up finding out, it's cool. Let's sit down. I hope you listen. I hope you subscribe. I hope you rate us. You I hope listening? you, right? Yes. Listen real good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same thing. My husband's super supportive. He is kind of in awe about how, you know, how, um, how really involved we've gotten in this community and he's uh, a fan of, of, of all of this, of our friendship. You know, mm-hmm. he's just, he's, he's just rooting for us. So I love that. And I, um, I want to add to that, that part of this, I, I assume it's not easy for him uh, because we're talking about some real shit here. Right. And, and yep. part of that real shit is his story. Right. That I dealt into. And, and here we are. Um, so, um, so kudos to our husband for being, um, supportive for just being accepting of this Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, this is also their business being put out here. Um, with that being said on my end, of course, again, we do not communicate with bio mom. 
Um, so she has no knowledge according to my knowledge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, again, if she did, uh, like Christina said, um, there's nothing on here that we are not talking about um, that is not true. Right. Okay? So we are mm -hmm. speaking our truth. And our truth is also our husband's truth. And these are their kids, their biological kids, our stepchildren. So we're speaking their truth. We're telling our stories. So with that being said, if they, if they were to listen, cool. If mm -hmm. they were to feel a type of way, that's okay too. But we're here to tell our story. Right. And if they um, want to have their own podcast, about by us. all means, talk yeah. about how cool we are. Do it. <laughs> um, question three, does your other half ever sympathize or give in to buy a mom despite your opinion? Hmm. Gannette, you can go. Um, my first thought goes to hell no no there's there's no sympathy involved um however in the beginning i would say a few years ago there was a moment where i think my husband was still in a stage of denial and he looked at me one day and we're at the store and there was something that i was bringing to his attention and he said do you really think she's that bad of a mom and i looked at him and i said well she's certainly not doing what i would do or what i think should be done mm -hmm. and then gave him examples and I think he totally agreed. And it was just, it, it were things that, why I say what I would do is essential needs. Right. right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Feed essential your kid. Essential needs. I'm not saying, uh, you know, I'm going to take a kid on a shopping spree or do some extra stuff. I'm talking about essential needs. Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and it hit him in that moment. And I think he slowly climbed out of that denial hole and was like, okay, I'm ready to really accept the fact that this is my situation so other than that, no, um, because, she, you know, she makes things difficult and it's hard for him because mm -hmm. this is his daughter mm -hmm. and he sees it day to day. So, yeah. so my answer would be no. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, occasionally. Occasionally my husband will, will I think, I think my response, I have to keep myself in check sometimes. My response, my reaction to something she does will create anxiety in him, mm -hmm. partly because that guilt thing of him feeling like I'm, this is all my fault. Yeah. Like I'm the one, this is the drama that I brought into this, you know, whatever. And so he gets overwhelmed and anxious about that. And then he, you know, he hears me going off on things that need to be done or things that should have been done or whatever. And he feels the weight of that. And so that, that is something that I'm always working on with him, um, where I need to kind of pull back and not put so much pressure on him. Sure. So in those situations, sometimes he's like, could you just chill? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that bad. It's not whatever. And again, that could be a whole episode. Um, but there are some, there are some times where he empathizes or sympathizes with her or I do where like going back to our original topic of this episode in parenting, my husband and I get to have the conversation of let's talk about the day that we just had with him. Let's talk about the things that we could have done differently. Let's talk about mm -hmm. how you handled that, how I handled that. We have someone, a partner to go back and forth with that, right. to make these decisions on how we parent our child. She doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. She tries to have these boyfriends and tries to get these partners and tries to whatever, mm -hmm. but ultimately she's making these decisions on her own. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes honestly feel bad for her and that it's like, you don't know what you're doing. You're trying to figure it out to the, I hope to the best of your ability, which mm -hmm. seriously do better, but it's, you don't have that partner to bounce things off of. Mm -hmm. And so then, yeah, I sometimes have some sympathy for her. Um, or my husband has that, you know, he has to remind me like, Hey, you know, we, we, she's, 
you know, trying. She doesn't know. She's, you know, whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Dig in deep. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Last question. After three years together, getting married in July, how will things change? First of all, congratulations. Yay! <laughs> July, that's next month, girlfriend. That's exciting. My answer is going to be not a damn thing, no. <laughs> okay. And my answer is lots will change. <laughs> so if we're talking about how things will change, if you're talking about like stepmotherhood or like that kind of role, I can speak, I, I feel like it changed. Maybe not with my husband. I feel like he didn't look at me differently. But being married changed how I saw myself kind of melting into the blended family. Mm -hmm. It was, I am legally bound now. I am legally recognized. I am not going anywhere. Now bio mom sees that. I have a ring on my finger. I can be accepted into this family now. Mm -hmm. Um... I can speak up more. I can be seen more. I can do all these things. So I feel like marrying my husband gave me that permission a little yeah. bit more. That yeah. changed for me. Um, it, but as as far as like, how did it change in our relationship? I don't know. I mean, we Netflix and chill a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of the um, the role. Right. Yeah. So you and I, we have this in common. We we've been doing the caretaking, the mm -hmm. the, the, the taking on the level of responsibility um, at, at an early early stages in our relationships mm -hmm. before engagement, before marriage, right. and all that. So, by uh, what I mean by not a damn thing is all of that stays the same in terms of if you're that involved. Sure. Right. So mm -hmm. we were very very involved early on. Still are very involved. Mm -hmm. But I agree with you, the, the level of, um, what, what, whatever you want to call it, uh, whether it be official, whether it be yeah. legalized or recognition, yeah. whatever right. you, that has changed. I mean, um, baby mama told, told me a couple months ago, like, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a relationship with my daughter, like it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, I have to remind her, it does though. It does. Mm -hmm. Not only have I been in this kid's life for years, but also I'm married to her father, so it does. And I think yep. that level of just um, solidification is something that um, is a good feeling, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, prior to this, even though I felt like I was a stepmom, now I can actually identify that way. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I think it's going to be different for everyone every person it's just mm -hmm. important to observe what those differences mm -hmm. look like hopefully it's not too drastic yeah some change is good mm -hmm. other changes you know uncomfortable mm -hmm. but you know yeah ultimately girl you're getting married yeah <laughs> so yeah. enjoy it exactly exactly uh all right that is the end of our episode that's all the questions we'll answer this time um thanks again bye Thank you for listening to Radical Stepmoms. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a like in the app and share our podcast with your fellow stepmamas. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at Radical Stepmoms Podcast. Or if you have any questions or ideas, we would love to hear from you. And you can email us at Radical Stepmoms Podcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm.